0: probably spike lee i see spike lee going you put your arm up you do some weird slap it make it look yeah. like a, a plan five thing and then they just rewatch watch it and go okay remember that <laughs> for later <laughs> <laughs> that would be a totally spike lee thing to do Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name's JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matson Heiner. Better read than dead. And Ian Anderson.
1: Some shit.
0: All right, we quickly want to take a moment and tell you about a fellow podcast group. Uh, they're called Continue Watching. It's an anime, movie, and TV show podcast where they discuss and review the latest in what they've been watching. Uh, they have do everything from Iron Man to One Punch Man and then Wild Wild West to Tiger King. So a lot of uh, different choices there for what you want to listen to. are available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also at anchor.fm forward slash continue watching. So go and check those guys out. Uh, also for us, make sure that you help us grow the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend, and of course, check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can subscribe to our email list and receive access to exclusive content and vote on our next review. This is our trial series, and we are going to discuss the facts of a movie, Past Judgment, Let You the Listener Know Our Verdict. Today, we're reviewing the Netflix original movie, *The 5 Blood. It was released June 12th of this year. It was directed by Spike Lee, written by Danny Bilson, Paul DeMeo, Kevin Wilmot, and Spike Lee, and it stars Delroy Lindo. Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and Chadwick Boseman. The Five Bloods is about four African-American vets who battle the forces of man and nature. When they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and gold fortune, he helped them hide. So, spoiler free, I'll jump right in. Uh, I knew going into this movie it was going to be interesting, to say the least. Spike Lee, for me, either hits or he misses. There's usually no in-between. Like... Uh, he has such an odd directing style. And like, so for example, he made the inside man, which is one of my favorite movies. But then on the flip side, he made some other movies that I just, I just don't like. Like the, I usually hate them anyway. So like the basketball movie, and I can't even think of the name of it now. Couldn't stand that movie. It's White just, man can't jump. No, I can't think of the basketball one. he made. it was one that he did. It was uh, God. It was one with, Denzel Washington, and Ray. He's an actual basketball player. Anyway, it doesn't matter. His oh, name was Jesus. The kid's name was Jesus. Yeah, You're talking about he got game, I think. He got game. Yeah. See, and I just didn't yeah. enjoy that movie. Never um, heard of that movie. Yeah, so yeah. Spike Lee, he does some interesting movies. And for me, it's either hit or miss. This one, actually, surprisingly enough, was more on the hit side. There were a lot of things I didn't like about it. It was extremely long. Drug on really bad, which is also can be a Spike Lee thing. He tends to make very long movies, which can be good, but this one, not very much. There were so many parts. I was like, oh, God, what are we doing here? And it wasn't that the story wasn't interesting. I found the story very interesting. The acting was very on point, like very believable, very emotional performances. I really enjoyed the acting and most of the story. But there were a lot of things that didn't add to that story that just felt like, Spike Lee putting things in there to put them in there. Some of them from shocking to some of them trying to be very, you know, philosophical. And I was like, it just doesn't add anything. It, it missed for me. So that was be my spoiler-free. Uh, Mattson, what did you think?
2: Yeah, for me, JJ, you kind of hit nail on the head. The length of this movie that that is something that I took away from this when I saw that was two and a half hours. I was like, okay, like all right, I'm gonna prepare myself. But as the movie continued to go, there were certain points. Um, with some of the monologue of the characters, especially Pa, in certain points where I get why they were putting it in there based off what this movie was trying to portray. Uh, but there were times it just felt long. Um, there was times towards the end where I thought they could have sped the rev- revolution, resolution of the story much quicker. That's probably my biggest knock in the movie because, like you said, the actual plot of the movie, the storyline, really enjoyed it. I thought it was extremely believable, something that I could see actually happening. And each of the individual characters of the Bloods, I thought we got to know a lot about who they are and where they came from. And the character progression in this movie is something that should be commended. Wonderful job by the acting crew to to do that. Um, One of my favorite characters was actually David, the son of Pa. Really liked the The kind of the oh. tension between father and son wasn't his nickname Paul, if I remember correctly,
0: no, it was just Paul, oh. yeah,
2: Paul, and so I like that, and then I'm trying to
1: Paul no, no, Paul pa. pa. oh, pa.
2: oh gosh, I thought they called him <laughs> Paul. I kept hearing that, yeah. Well, sorry, Paul, it's your name Paul <laughs> yeah, um, but. Enjoyed the other thing. I really liked is some of the the visual tricks that they did when they were going back in time. They went into like the old school Vietnam War type of footage and and things like that. I thought that was clever. Um, so long story short, I it, it was a good movie. It was long, uh, but the story to me was captivating.
0: Ian,
1: um, I'd say much. I agree very much with both of what you said. It was way too long, um, so I won't harp on that anymore. Um, I thought, one thing I thought was interesting is when they do, Matt's kind of mentioned when they go back in time throughout the movie, they, they didn't try and make the actors look super young or they didn't use younger, different actors. I thought that was really interesting and kind of Mm -hmm. connected me more to these, the, the story of these four bloods that are going back to Vietnam more than if they would have switched those actors up. So I thought that was really interesting, and I can't recall like seeing a movie do that before. So, yeah, me neither. What else was I gonna say? As far as the storyline, I'll be honest. We made this critique with some others, like Warrior and such, but I just felt like it didn't know what it was. There were so many different elements going on that I think if they could have condent or not condensed, but like simplified it, maybe it would have been more impactful of a storyline than there being just so many like backstories and little like, I really like the separate from the history though. I really liked how they were like throwing in the little history tidbits, but more about like the characters. I just felt like there was so much. And this person had a, uh, a daughter with so-and-so and then this person's out of money and broke. And then this person they're worried about this and that. So I um, it's probably a little spoiler territory, but uh, my bad.
2: I think that's a, that's a- That's actually a good point, Ian. The more that I think about that, I can clearly see where you're coming from with that. To me, I thought it added more dimensions to the characters. But as I think through that a little bit more, I'm trying to think of the central message of this movie. And there's one clear, very clear central message. But behind that one, I think it becomes a lot more muddy, to your point.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah. Cool, guys. Let's jump into spoilers uh, so we can feel free. If you guys haven't seen this movie already, go ahead and check it out. Come back. Join us. Uh, where you left off. If not, we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. So, uh, again, I God, I really wanted to love this movie. Uh, even beyond, like, the acting was so good to me. And I love Delroy Lindo, the actor that plays Paul, throughout his career. Like, I have loved almost What's he been in,
2: movie. JJ? Yeah,
1: I know I've um, seen him in other stuff. That was driving me crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think of the name. I can see he was in one called i don't know if you did you see domino no okay so that's that he was out. in that he was in malcolm x he was in the movie called ah. ransom he's been in a lot of stuff uh he was in i'm trying to think of what are there. some of the he was in the cider house rules what else he was in broken arrow get shorty he was a big part in get shorty so he's been in a ton like in a lot of movies that i absolutely love like and most of them are probably pretty bad movies, but they're ones that I think about as I, you know, as a kid, when I was younger growing up and going, man, I really enjoyed this movie, things that helped me, but probably the one that sticks out to me the most is Domino. He played a really big part in that movie, uh, which is also a very odd movie, but had some really cool parts, but I've always enjoyed Del Rey Lindo and everything that he has been in. So I love the acting. I loved the story, the core story, right? These four mm-hmm. guys, that are going back to Vietnam to get two things, right? The gold that they were that they buried to hide for themselves for, you know the, you know as the what was it? Stormin Norman said for their people. I thought that was fantastic. I love that they were going back to get his remains. I thought that was really cool. That because I don't I know that that's happened, right? That's real. Like people have gone back. There have been allowances to go back to Vietnam. And Korea. I didn't know and, that. Okay. okay, that's yeah. cool. To be able to collect the remains or try to find the remains of, you know, these individuals that, that that were killed there. So I thought that was really fun. I thought there was a really poignant lesson to be learned and, you know, things that were there. And so I kind of just loved it, that part. See, and I
1: thought, and maybe this is will be kind of unpopular, but I thought that the gold almost detracted from the story. I really liked the storyline of them going back and finding the remains so much that I almost felt like the gold – attracted from like it was tossed in there to make the story more interesting and like add some other elements and i don't know i maybe it wouldn't have had the intention that spike lee wanted it to have but i thought it would have been very interesting and like kind of drive the story home more if it was just about these these four bloods that were going back to collect the remains of their fifth and like bring it home and rather than having this kind of i don't know what to compare it to but just kind of this gold story of them getting back and all the clashing that was happening but i mean that brings up other elements too so
2: can't well, completely I think, knock it i think you're i mean ian if they took out the gold and this movie was more focused on storm norman going back for their their brother i think it could have worked and i think it, it would have worked but it would have been two and a half hours yeah exactly but where i think is. I mean, I'm just trying to get in the mind of Spike. I think part of the reason he included that is is some of the dialogue you get in the movie about, well, what is money? This money goes to our our people, but is money happiness? And there's a lot of conversation points around that that the movie portrays. And I'm not, I, I mean, getting in the mind of Spike Lee, I think he wanted to include that, but was that necessary? Probably not. In the movie, still would have been fine. But you're you're right. It, I, I think the goal did detract a little bit from. Norman because it almost it felt like a little bit more of an afterthought, but then they always continue to try to throw Storm and Norman back into that and his kind of values and mantra around everything that happened in Vietnam and around the money. But it may have been a stronger voice if it was just about him and their relationships.
1: So quick question with that in mind. Did they so did they end up getting his oh, they did. Never mind. I'm remembering now. They did get his remains back.
0: So yeah, he a, came yeah. off the plane. Yep. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. With his oh. sisters that they talked about. And I, I think to me, and I I hate to try to speak for Spike Lee, right? Because yeah. one, that guy's got an interesting perspective on the world, which I think that's Certainly. great. And he makes some really good art. But I, for me, what I got out of the fact that the gold was a part of this story is that battle of which one's more important, right? And there were multiple things that were at play, right? So obviously there were the using that goal to support african americans right and and their plight and what they're going through which they did a very very good job of showing at least in terms of the the vietnam war which i'm sure we'll talk about the statistics here in a minute that i was shocked by you know portraying that message and how there were definitely some injustices there we all are very aware of injustices in many other places So using that money to support there or using it like Delroy was talking about, or what Paul was talking about, this is my money, this is for me. I've been through enough shit, I'm not getting fucked again, right? So that greed level comes in. Where is that balance? He was he was the biggest follower, they said, of Storm and Norman's philosophy, and his was love everyone, and then we're gonna use this money to help our people and ourselves. And then all of a sudden it became I've been through all of this, and now this money, I'm keeping it for me for my pain for my suffering, whatever you want to call it. And because it's my time. So I think it was just that, that balance of different things. And then you had Otis who's balancing, you know, do I want this money? I want to get my friend's remains home. And I have this child that I didn't know about. And this woman that he obviously felt deeply for from Vietnam Is she betraying. And to me, like that whole betrayal, that whole, that's where it went off the rails for me. Like, I think they spent too much time on the battles of I could have done if she wasn't part of Oh, he's she's betraying you because they had like four conversations between Paul and Otis and the group about them fighting and screaming at each other about the fact that, you know, she was betraying him. And I'm like, I don't care. I know you could have said it once at the end when he's in full bore PTSD mode. And it would have been enough for me to get the point. So I think they spent too much time on that. But I for me that's that was the reason the gold was in there. It's just these how we have a perspective, but those perspectives can be skewed based on other factors that are being added into the equation, right? No matter how noble we might feel. To
2: uh yeah.
0: throw in a, a random
2: interesting tidbit about gold. I had to look up what well, I I knew gold is super dense, but I wanted to know. I mean, with that much sheer amount of gold, how heavy is it? Because they really, I mean, they did show when they were walking away to find otiss or uh, to find Storm and Norman's remains. You could just see the the laboring, like walking, basically like robots. And I, I wanted to know well, how much is a, a gold bar like that way? And I looked at various places, but and on average, a gold bar roughly around that size, so maybe a little bit bigger, give or take. Six of those weighs. Um, is like an average human weight. I didn't look up what they meant by average human, but my guess is maybe like 130, 140, 150, something like that for just six of those gold bars. And they had, to me, which looked like,
0: I don't know, 50, 40. That's a lot. And I just can't believe it weighs that much. 136 pounds is the average human weight. There you go. For six. Six bars. Crazy. Yeah, yeah crazy it was, it was nuts well and i was laughing because it, it, it didn't dawn on me at first when they were walking away and walking over to the remains and he was walking all like yeah i need and he's all like yeah i was like what the fuck is he is wrong with his legs and then i went, oh shit that's a lot of gold I was like, that <laughs> shit probably heavy as fuck oh, so,
2: these are some old guys too yeah, yeah they're, aren't they like 70 probably they're not young. Yeah. That yeah. scene made me laugh because earlier on, one of the the gentlemen, the, the car guy, the guy that owned all the car dealerships, I think Norm, he's the one that was like, "You," someone asked him, you didn't get your pigeon, your pigeon toe fixed or whatever. And then it was really oh, pronounced man. during the, uh, when they were walking with all that gold, it just made me chuckle. Cause I mean, I can't imagine all that heat, the weight and everything that's going on around there and just made me chuckle.
0: I laughed my ass off when he was walking backwards. Right before he stepped on the mine, and they were giving him oh, shit. Oh gosh! Like he, even walk, he even walks bow or pigeon toed backwards. <laughs> like I was, I thought that, that that line caught me. I giggled for a few minutes, and then he fucking floated. I was like, "Oh shit, what?"
2: Now that we jumped into that that whole scene when so David like sprints to that tree, um, and then everyone kind of congregates. The packs fall. You can tell they're tired. And then they start to go in that argument about, if I remember correctly, the money. That's what it was because the Valleys of Norman wanted to give it back to their people. And I just knew because we all, I mean, we know how movies work. When you meet someone earlier in the story, we met the the, the landmine crew, Lamb. You just know, you're like, well, when are we going to see them again? And why are we going to see them? And I, when that scene happened and I was like, well, there's landmines around here, but they haven't talked about it, haven't referenced it since then when's that going to happen? And that scene, I just felt it. Like, every time I kept you in the alley, they're going to step on it, someone's going to step on it, who's it going to be, they're going to put their pack down, they're going to walk. And then as Norm started the backtrack, I was like, Oh, no, this is it. This is it. And then without a doubt. Oh, like, oh, my goodness, like that scene was tense for me, because I, I just knew it was going to happen. And it did. And then just the graphic nature of the movie to not like, no, let's, let's not just like, Glorify death. Let's show exactly what you're going to look like if you step on a mine. Not pretty.
0: No. on the screaming, Uh oh, like that was the worst part. Like when everybody thinks he's dead, the explosions calm down, and then all of a sudden he starts wailing, which is realistic, right? I mean, you just fucking got your arms and legs blown off. You're all fucked up. And he starts screaming. I was like, oh, God, that noise is awful. Like I can't even. And then they cut into the close up, and I'm just like, oh, my. They didn't hold back, which I appreciate, right? Like it's, you know, there's no unrealistic nature. And this is a bunch of guys that, there's four guys that saw atrocities like that all the time, I'm sure. You know, things that are just that terrible because that was an awful, awful, awful war.
2: Crazy. And then David being on that mine and then having to do the rope scene and all that happening and pulling them off. Who knows if you could actually do that. But it also seemed kind of believable to me if you yank him quick enough. But who knows? But
0: I liked it. I think it depends on the type of mine, right? Like, I don't know a lot about it, but I know, like, there's some that shoot up, right? And and then there's some that are kind of like grenade style, where there's just shrapnel that goes in all fucking directions. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, if it's the one that goes up, if you can get them out of there fast enough, I think it would make sense. Seemed like a small blast radius on that one to me, but I, again, I don't, I don't know enough about mines to, it was a tense, fun scene, so. You don't research mines in your free time. No, I should, I guess. I I mean, hey,
2: actually, you know, I should have called my buddy Mike who he he's in the Air Force and he works on the bomb squad. He would know. I should have asked him that before I did. The, I'm going to ask him just so we all can know cuz he would be able to tell me. Yeah. Um I did want to talk to our our listeners, so I'm the one I'm the one that I I threw this movie out there. I had no idea um I thought this movie was going to be a movie about the Vietnam War and is going to be interesting in that way what I didn't know was that Spike Lee was directing and that it was going to touch on a lot of um, really great topics is something that JJ actually referenced a little bit ago about the black community specifically with the atrocities of the Vietnam War. For those of us that didn't know this movie does cite that those that fought in Nam, 11% of the US population at that time were black Americans and of the individuals that fought in Nam, it was I think roughly just over 30% that were um black men that fought in this war. That's a a massive number from a small part of the general population of the United States. And that's what this movie to me touches on a lot that I really enjoyed showing parts of the history of our country, specifically with this war and some of the people like Malcolm X to Martin Luther, to some other black historical figures that tie into this war and kind of around that time period was really interesting just to see and hear that perspective And kind of the direction from Spike Lee to craft that. I didn't know this movie was going to have any of that in it. But I enjoyed learning about some of the atrocities that they experienced and how they were able to trek through that. But it was eye-opening for me to better understand that, to have a better holistic picture of our history. And just happy to have watched it.
0: Yeah. So, there, there there's another statistic. Because I looked up after the fact. Because I was curious about the statistics. And continued statistics. Because they only gave like two. Those two. Um, so, I was curious, but there is actually an even further one that I was really shocked by so thirty two percent of i think it was thirty one or thirty two were african americans in that were over in Vietnam. If you break it down to combat soldiers like the actual ones that were in combat it was twenty seven percent of the soldiers, so the number a lot. yeah, you'd think because there's a hugely when you start getting into non combat soldiers soldiers you know military that are leading, doing different strategic, all that bullshit. So, and I say bullshit, it's not that bullshit. It's just my word. So all that stuff, that ratio gets even more skewed at that point. So the fact that we're sending 27% of our soldiers are African-American and they're going to the front lines or going out in combat in a war that was extremely nasty when it came to combat. Um, We were getting our asses handed to us constantly because of the way that they fought that war. We just weren't prepared for it. So it, it even got worse as I looked it up. So it's you know it was it was good education and a lot of learning as far as from a time period that I had no idea, you know what that was, that that was even a thing, you know. And going back to man, that's rough. It's a it's a pretty disgusting statistic when you think about it. So something else that stuck out to me since we're on the topic and that really got me. So there was a moment in that was kind of eye opening for me because kind of a belligerent dude sometimes and. People will say things to me and I always have a quick comeback or I have something that I, I like to argue a point and something. I have a, a very good friend that lives in Kentucky and he and I have had some conversations where, you know, he's talking about slave owners and, you know, slavery and all that kind of thing. And I, I've i said it and I'm not proud of it, especially now that I had this moment in this movie. It was probably the, the, the part that stuck out the most to me of, hey, look, I, you know, I didn't own slaves. 30 almost 40 years old that that's never been a thing for me right however i watched in this moment in this movie where they're facing this young vietnamese guy that's looking for that wants to steal the gold from him and he brings up my Lai, which is a very disgusting piece of our military history the slaughter of my Lai. so they bring up my Lai, and delroy lindo's character paul says we were soldiers and we weren't there. And in that moment I went, yeah, but does that matter? And I went, Oh fuck. I went, how many times have I said, but that wasn't me. You know, I, and, and I went, so that doesn't matter. So for me, it was a good, again, I hope nobody goes, Oh JJ, you fucking racist piece of shit. Cause I, I don't feel that I am, but I have had moments where I've said things like that, that are very inconsiderate and shitty and, don't make a lot of sense when you think of them from a perspective, you know, outside of your own personal thought process. Right. I'm trying to defend myself in that situation. And there's a reason for that because there's some level of uh, it's, it's a shitty situation and I don't want to be involved in that. So when I watched this movie, that really stuck out to me. That was probably the biggest moment for me as far as poignancy goes in this movie that I was like, oh, I learned something from this movie. Even though it wasn't my favorite movie, I did learn that was a big learning piece for me. So I just thought I'd share that. That was a big one.
2: Thanks, JJ. One thing I wanted to say in that that subject I I there was a, whether it was one line or a couple lines where the the Bloods talked about we're fighting in a war or for a country that doesn't. Or we're trying to liberate a country for to have rights that we as people don't have in our own country. And I thought that was that sentiment was really interesting uh, because that's not a perspective I've necessarily put on it. And these are soldiers for America and the veterans that I know we have the utmost respect for. But those soldiers fighting at that time and then probably when they came home, didn't feel that because when they went home, they went back to the realities of of not having a lot of the life that they wanted to live and how hard would that have been to fight for a country and for people that you don't even know and a nation that maybe doesn't really respect you in the way that you would like. And that's probably for me was the biggest takeaway of, of really understanding that. Cause when I think of, of war veterans, I, I think of all of them as being respected, but what this movie showed me is that that's not necessarily true.
0: Yeah. So what do you guys think about the ending of this movie? I'm curious. And I guess, let me rephrase, not the very end, like all the wrap up with what everybody that survived was doing, but meaning like, I want to talk about that too, but I mean like that last fight sequence and then like where, where Paul splits up and goes his own way. And then they're setting up in this temple for the coming battle. Like, what did you guys think?
1: Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, like, I kind of struggled with this movie as far as like from an entertainment Perspective, Mm -hmm. and so that last firefight, and like I, I had a hard time like making sense of all that was going on because there was just so much going on. The last firefight was a little weird. It, it, (laughs) I think, but I think that's because we've watched a lot of movies like Extraction and John Wick and things like that, where we've seen a particular style in a movie of how a firefight's done, and then to cut to this, which was. This story wasn't about the action or like how people, you know, it, it was, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, man. <laughs> no, I get it. A, cu-
2: a couple things for me. Uh, I go back to David who was on the ground, wounded, and he didn't want the pistol, but he ends up taking the pistol. He's never shot a gun. And then he happens to cap DeRoche right in the eye to end that firefight scene not believable at all. I know it's like the dramatic moment, but didn't work. And to to Ian's point, this felt like an actor or sorry, a director that's done a lot of different movies, but not necessarily an action firefight movie to me. So those scenes with the VC, the especially at the temple just felt really disjointed to me. And another reason that comes up is uh, what's the gentleman's name that jumped on the grenade what was his
1: Mel. Mel. Oh, the actor? I not the actor's
2: name. Yeah, but it's fine. Mel, like, when that, the grenade scene happened, and he's like, oh, grenade, and he jumped on it, like, to me, it was just so kind of random and abrupt, and it just, it didn't work because, like, John Wick, and Extraction, and Equalizer, and uh, these movies, there's a purpose to the action, and, like, a flow to the action, And I just didn't feel it. And I guess to Ian or to JJ's greater point that especially with Paul leaving, I just if they're that close as a brotherhood and they're just letting someone walk away knowing he's going to die, I guess they know he's a grown man and can make his own decisions. But I just it was surprising that they were going to let that happen after everything that they've gone through. They didn't even say bye or anything. They just let him walk out into the jungle Maybe that's how it would really go, but certainly didn't anticipate it.
1: I will say Delroy did amazing at acting, but I could not stand the character. Like this is one of those that like I couldn't I really didn't like his character because of all the I mean, he constantly putting himself first and like pointing the gu- pointing guns at these guys that he they've been through hell or worse. And it was just really hard to – but I think he acted that character so well. And I can't think of another combination of where I disliked the character but liked how well it was done. If that makes sense, then I can with him. I think he did awesome, awesome at that job.
0: Yeah, it for me, like this is where – the moment where Paul's character goes off on his own is where this movie kind of – not kind of, it really lost me. Like, I was following it okay, going, yeah, there's some really weird shit going on. There's some extra things I don't necessarily need, but I kind of can see why they put him in there. When they separated, like, it all kind of went south for me, and not because, like, I understood them letting him go. This dude's off his rocker. He's obviously got some issues. He's got two guns in his hand, an AK and a pistol somewhere. I'm fine with him. Go do your thing, dude. I'm not going to try to stop, because I don't know if he's going to shoot me or not, right? This guy put a gun to his kid's head you know, a few minutes ago, I, what's he going to do to a friend. Right. So that part for me, but it was once it happened because all of a sudden he's walking in the jungle, which cool, fine show him. And then it just cut to the weird, weird monologue. shit. Like, yeah. And, and I like, I didn't mind his monologue cause he's, he's losing it. Right. And especially cause it happened after he was bit by the snake, which a poisonous, most snakes that are poisonous, there's their, their venom is neurotoxin. So it starts to mess with your brain. I actually was okay with everything that happened with Paul. It was the other group that there were like these weird jumps in time that felt like, what? How did we get here? And I don't, I can't think of a specific moment, but there was a moment where I was like, "Wait, whoa, 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 what just happened? This was not on the trajectory for where they were headed to me." So it really kind of it felt disjointed what it really felt like is i got this two hour movie that i've watched two hours of we have to finish it we have to get to the resolution if i do it the right way and include all of these little pieces that we've shown it's going to be a three hour movie we want it to be two and a half hours instead so we have these big cuts of content that to me would have helped me not feel like you just hit me with a baseball bat i'm gonna feel like this movie's too long anyway but i feel like i just got slapped in the face i'm like whoa what the fuck just happened but I actually liked the the arc for Paul once he left. He's this badass. He's He cares about the gold. That's what he's been focused on other than bringing home Storm and Norman, those two things. This gold to him is what he deserves, right? This is what he's toiled away with. He's lived his life. He's been through shit. He's had this nasty PTSD. He was put in a shitty position as a black man in Vietnam. So now he's got his gold. He loses the gold. <laughs> In a really weird sequence of you just step on something wrong, and then you get bit by a snake. He's already dying of obviously cancer, and now he's got this neurotoxin flowing through him where he's just starting to hallucinate. He's talking about crazy things. He's just in the worst possible situation, and I felt so bad for this guy. But the one thing that he needed in his life, and he's felt guilty about his whole life, Was the fact that he accidentally shot Storm and Norman in this situation, and in his mind, whether it was you know um, you know this neurotoxin playing with him, he was able to accept the fact that he's now forgiven, and what he did is it it wasn't his fault; it just happened. And then you see a different type of defiance in him at the end when he's digging his own (laughs) grave with these guys. Like it's not this belligerent. I want to live, and I need something for me. It's just I'm a badass, and you can go fuck yourself shoot me bitch i know i'm dead i'm dead for two different reasons go ahead and fucking kill me with a gun and and that was he's yelling at god saying you're not gonna you know you're not gonna kill me i get to choose how i go out fuck this cancer i'm gonna go out however i want to go out but he doesn't right but he's accepted that by the end because of the forgiveness i was like i love this arc and then we went back to this weird gunfight that i was like what the fuck and I was okay with most of the gunfight because it was kind of raw and crazy, except with you. I'm with you, Matt. And I was like, this dude did not just plug this guy's center mass in the face the first time he's ever shot a gun. I was <laughs> like, There's no fucking mm. way. I was like, first time I shot a handgun, I was like, whoa, fuck, that thing kicks like a mule. And I don't care if you're ready for it or not. You're not shooting somebody. That's the greatest fucking accident on the planet right there. So, and in that stressful of a situation, you've been shot in the leg, you've got Oxycontin flowing through your system and you got some woman standing in front of you. I was like, why is she standing in front of him? What a weird place to be. And then he's shooting one handed, <laughs> leaned against the wall. I'm like, this is my, my suspension of disbelief went out the window in that moment. But I did going back to it. I did love the very end, which I'll, what do you guys think of? The last monologue, watching the checks go out. What did you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I I guess beforehand, they skipped a lot of the resolution of, well, how do they get out of the country? How did they get this gold to turn into money? Well, their friends died. How do they explain that away? Well, wouldn't the family of these friends be really distraught? They showed a teeny bit of that. But that's something I know they didn't have time for it. But I didn't really like that because there was a lot of holes that they just left and glossed over to get to this kind of end monologue, which I think worked. But I couldn't help but think about that.
0: It's fair.
1: What yeah. you I, mean, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't have any like super strong feelings toward it. Um, I really did. I kind of missed it when I was thinking about it earlier, but I did like seeing them bring off um, Storm and Norman's remains. And I thought that was kind of cool to close that part of the storyline out. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm the same. I really liked, I liked the fact that there was a letter, right? No matter how cracked poor Paul was, he still had the wherewithal to make sure that his son knew in his, you know, pass this letter on to my family um, in the event of my death, that he loved him and it wasn't David's fault it was never david's fault he did love him even though he just didn't know how to show it he didn't know how to deal with it and so i i really liked that resolution i liked the fact that every all the checks went to different places i liked the showing of how each one uh, was placed specifically and with a purpose and and it, you know cuz it could have been easy to come back and they split up the shares between the ones that came back right and the people that needed to be there so i liked that they still Met everyone's needs and goals. The family for Mel. Black Lives Matter got it for, uh, and I can't remember his name. Why can't I Eddie. remember? Eddie, for Eddie. So I really liked that visual of everyone still getting there. And then to top it all off, the fact that Storm and Norman's remains were brought home and, and were laid to, to, to rest in his own country that he fought for. So I, I really, I liked the ending. There was just a lot of things in the middle that, that really distracted me getting there. So,
2: let's go. Last thing for me, yeah, yeah, go Um, ahead. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to talk about, I just love the handshakes of this movie. Now, there's multiple times throughout it, and some of these went for like longer than ten seconds. The one I I like the most is uh, there's just I can't remember who it was, but they always had the one where they just stuck their arm out, and they didn't really have to do anything (laughs) until the end. But like their friend was doing like all this slapping up and down, moving around. Like
0: I just hope I was the guy that just had to hold the arm out because I don't think I'd remember (laughs) anything else. Yeah, that was always my thing is when I was watching it, I was like, that's elaborate. Like, somebody had to really teach you that, and then you had to do it a lot to remember that. Because I was doing the same thing, I was like, are they just randomly <laughs> smack it? But then they show it a second time, and he's doing it the same way. So it's obviously that this was a Five Bloods thing, that they knew what they were doing, at least in that one yeah. regard. But I did laugh at again at the French girl that... When she's watching him do it with his dad or with Otis, I think it was Otis, David doing it with Otis. She's like, "You're gonna have to teach me that."
2: I wonder how many outtakes they had of doing. Oh shit! Probably (laughs) a lot.
0: Probably Spike Lee. I see Spike Lee going. You put your arm up. You do some weird slap it, make it look like a a Plan Five thing, and then they just rewatch it and go, "Okay, remember that shit for later." (laughs) (laughs) That would be a totally Spike Lee thing to do. All right. So you guys ready to rate this movie?
2: Let's do. Let's
0: do all right, I'll start. Quick, again, just to touch base. I really liked a lot – the things that I liked about this movie, I loved about this movie. I loved the story. I thought this story had a shit ton of potential, and the things that they got right on it, they really, really got right on it. There was a lot of poignant moments, a lot of great points made, and a lot of times for me I feel like Spike Lee can be over the top in, in the lessons and the life things that he's trying to teach. In this one there was some of that, but I felt like it was all – you know, relevant messaging. And I I feel like there was enough mixed in with other story that I didn't feel overwhelmed by it. So I really enjoyed the story. I thought the premise of the movie was really fantastic. I just feel like there was a little bit of extra shit in there that didn't need to be there making the movie overly long. And then there were some things where I felt like they were trying to speed it up at the end. So we missed some parts. The acting was some of the best I've ever seen amongst all the major characters. So the four living bloods, David, the son, and then when, Chadwick Boseman was on the screen. He stole every scene, which he usually does So, in every movie that he's in. So I really appreciated the acting. I thought it was great. I thought it was an enjoyable movie for the most part. There was just some flaws in there that are typical to me Spike Lee things that he just does. So I go into it knowing some of those things are going to happen. Uh, for me, I would rate this movie a three. If somebody wanted to watch it again, I probably would watch it with them, maybe. Depends on who it is. But I wouldn't actively go watch it again. Which is the way for me with most Spike Lee movies with the exception of Inside Man. Because I could watch that movie any day of the week. So yeah, that's me. Mattson, why don't you go?
2: Yeah. I'll keep mine pretty short and sweet here. We just last week released a movie called Artemis Fowl. That was just not a very good movie. And reflecting back now watching Defy Bloods, as JJ kind of talked about acting was phenomenal. The overall story that they tried to stick to, I thought was interesting. Um, It made sense to me. Uh, It was something that I wanted to watch. This movie isn't really an action movie. It's a movie about relationships with a little, a small sprinkle of action. um, Put it in there. It is long. It is not something I'll watch again. I I definitely know that for sure. Not something that if someone says, hey, let's watch that. I'm not going to just because it's long. If this movie was an hour and 45 minutes, an hour and a half. I probably would really watch this movie again because I loved watching Paul. I especially liked watching the character David and his relationship with his dad, uh, trying to figure that out. But all things considered, I'm going to give this movie a 2.5. It's a movie that is worth watching, worth understanding about our history in the Vietnam uh, from a different perspective, that of the black community. But also a movie worth watching about relationships and relationships and sticking to values, and how greed and pride experiences can affect those things. Sweet. Thanks. Ian? Might be
1: kind of the odd man out on this one, but it, as has been mentioned, it is a long movie. I will agree that the acting, especially by um, Benoit's character, was awesome. Really enjoyed that. I think he, he made that character. I really enjoyed how they talked about bits of history, but then they showed like different pictures, or mm-hmm. they recalled different parts of history and told you a little bit about a person rather than just this reference that you may or may not get, but putting some of the back story to some of the references that they put, teaching you about the history rather than just kind of, again, making a, a simple reference, but teaching you a little bit about it. I, I struggled with the, the storyline. I just felt like there was too much in it. And I got a little, there was, there was just too complex and too many different moving pieces and different meshing parts that you kind of had to put all together. Whereas if I think it was more simplified for me, which maybe makes me sound kind of like a moron, but mm-hmm. <laughs> if you water, you know, if it was a little more um, simplified or focused, I think I'll use the word focused instead of simplified. Um, I would have enjoyed it more so, but still some good things to get out of it. Wouldn't watch it again. But I'd, I'd say I'll go at it, too. Cool.
0: Okay. I did want to touch real quick, and you made a great point that I meant to bring up and forgot, is that they didn't shy away from any of the very ugly parts of our history in yeah. all accounts, especially surrounding the, civil, the Vietnam War, right, and and how that all played out. Like, they showed scenes or literally pictures of me lie, They showed – uh, that the video and an, an image of the the Vietnamese man getting shot in the head, dude, in the mm-hmm. middle of the street. I will not um, forget
2: that. I've never seen like a real footage of someone in the the blood, yeah, trail. Like, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, that, that well, no, that image.
0: You that image of that man standing in the street with the gun to his head is all over the place. It's, it's an iconic image, but what you don't know is how, what they don't show often. And they talk about it, but they're afraid to show it because it's violent. It's gruesome is what happened after. Right. That, mm-hmm, which I, yeah. I was like, Whoa, cause I saw it and I was like, Oh, Hey, look, it's that picture that they show all the time when they're trying to portray how gruesome. And I was like, Whoa, fuck. They just showed it. I was like, and I really appreciated the fact because I feel like we do that as a culture. Unfortunately, is we, there are very, painful and ugly things that happen in this world and we shy away from them to save people's feelings and i feel like a lot of times that's i understand it but it's counterproductive in some situations because we need to know how bad it was because that's how we realize this can't happen again or we need to make changes in our world based on the fact that this is disgusting and it shouldn't happen the the other one that they showed is obviously the little girl the naked little child walking down the street i mean these people are homeless and now they don't know this is the atrocity of war across the board and it's happened on both sides and in in every area but i i did appreciate the fact that they shied away from none of the gruesome nature of war and how it was happening back here in america during the protests. they showed kent state images video my aunt went to kent state i believe at the time she was real close uh wasn't there there but was there And then, you know, the the atrocities were happening in Vietnam. So it was just, I really appreciated the fact that they didn't shy away that. So I was glad that you brought that up because they did. They showed all of that. Yeah,
1: they they showed a lot, which again, like to your point, I'm glad that they did because it's not something that I think I would come across otherwise. So for that, I'm glad I watched it. And just to kind of finish off with two scenes that I, one that I really liked and one that I really didn't like is when they're, it's towards the beginning when they're in the, the bar, they're kind of dancing, they're, they've just gotten into country. And they sit down and the there's two Vietnamese gentlemen that's, that buy them drinks. And their their guide kind of explains that they were fighting for Viet Cong and and kind of like the war is over. And for them to be able to raise their glasses, I, like I really like that scene and kind of what that that message there. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I I didn't really like as much, but I wish I could emulate is I wish I could take a shit and find gold bars, because <laughs> I was like I, I they should have just had the metal detector out, man. Just have the metal detector out and find it. That was just a really random.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you. I I had that same thought. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too. Well, they kept talking about the plane, the tail of this plane. How it had washed away with a mudslide. And I'm like, show the never fucking stopped. plane. Yeah, they never showed ever the sh- showed the tail of the plane. All you had to do is show the tail of the plane and then have him bring it. A- he can go ha- take a shit and find one then. Because yeah. then he's aware of the fact that it's there. But I did, I, I'm i with you. I was a little bothered by the fact that he goes to take a shit. He's digging his shit hole and finds it. And then he never took a shit. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <He hold it>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you? I'd be holding it in. I'd be trying to find as many of those as I could. I love it. All right. So that's our verdict. Uh, and why don't you tell them where they can find us?
2: Yes, you can find us everywhere. But specifically, let's start with social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, What's Our Verdict. We have a brand new website. We'd love for you guys to come check that out at whatsourverdict.com. Uh, you can reach us via our website. Hit the contact page or email us at host at whatsourverdict.com. We have an up-and-coming YouTube movie reaction channel as well. Still working on that. Really just need some new movies to come out. So please, COVID-19, let's just keep plowing away so we can go watch Tenet and Mulan and a whole bunch of other things. Um, but again, come give us a follow um, on our, our social media. Come give us a subscribe on our website and find us on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you fancy a great podcast. Come give us a listen.
0: We're actually on iHeart radio now i so we, heart radio we are Woo. now on i heart radio so i thought that was pretty fun yeah cool thanks to appreciate that yeah check us out um don't forget to also check us out check out our sister podcast what's our verdict tv we review tv shows as well yeah that was a successful podcast gentlemen and uh that's our verdict and we'll catch you on the next one i guess i'll just say it's cinemagic I- out